This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. What a couple of days we've had over in China for the Asian Swing. The Asian Swing has been fantastic for us. And over in Shanghai, we had two winners yesterday. And we've got our future picks in action from our man who just about to join me there. It's our senior ATP Tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. It's all gone well. The Asian Swing is fantastic. Why, why couldn't the whole year be like the Asian Swing, Sean? I think it's easier. I mean, we, we had a decent time in the Asian Swing last year. As I said on the show the other day, there is a... There are options, you know, you, you can look at players and say, well, he's fatigued. He's not played China before. These conditions won't suit him. A lot of the tournaments, you, you can't really do that, particularly the sort of indoor ones at the start and the end of the, to- of the tour. Um, there's no real edge there. You don't, there's nothing that you can really say, well, he's fatigued or he's motivated or he's not motivated. This time of the year, that, you know, the motivation, that, that plays a big part. I think that's why we've been successful in this leg of the swing. It's been an unbelievable run. We had uh, the finalists in. Who's the finalist? We had Nishioka, the yes. finalist, and then we had the winner, Manorino. Manorino, yeah. Really, technically, you class Astana as the Asian swing, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll it's, put it's it counted in. as the Asian swing. I mean, I wouldn't personally class it as an Asian tournament per se, but it's part of the Asian swing. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have it. It's it's part, it's part of the Asian swing for us. And uh, last night we had two winners, two picks. Uh, the over total games in the uh, match between uh, my memory's gone. Tell me the Vukic and uh, Kabayash Bayana. And then we had uh, uh, the Borges Barrer match to beat Barrer. Borges. Yeah, he won Borges that pretty won. easy. Slow start, but he won it, you know, handily as as I would, hoped he had. I did think those prices were the wrong way around. I think there was quite a, quite a move for for Barrer in the end. I think he started about one point seven something. I was just about to ask you that because I thought the market might come the other way. So it actually went for our man. Yeah, he was. I didn't see the actual starting prices, but he was a good one point seven five or something like that, a, a little bit before the, the match started. So that the market came very much uh, in favour of uh, Barrea. Yeah. So he moved from minus one hundred eight to minus one thirty three on the Bet Rivers website. So that was a good. That was, well, we're heading in great form, uh, coming towards the end of the season now. But we're up to sixteen point eight three units, which is. Brilliant profit. I mean, it's around about 4% return of your investment if you had bet all the stuff that we've given here on this show. And I, I always aim, I, I know you you aim a little bit higher for, over the periods that you've done tennis, but I think 5%, I think if you if you make 5% on sports betting, you are a very shrewd cookie. I know you, you've historically- You know more years, about this than I do because you've obviously seen it from both sides, from the bookmaker side. You, you know, you're more, more kind of clued up about that than I am. I just go with the feel of, of matches and stuff, but you, I think you know a bit more about how, how it really works. 5% is hard. If you can make 5% betting, then you are, that is, that is for me, that is the leveler. If someone can show me data of their sports betting for three or four years and make 5% of ROI on solid markets, I'm not talking about like players to win the next point or 
people to have shots on target in soccer or some random stuff. If you can make on, on markets with, with volume, money line, total games, handicaps, the the stuff that we talk here about here. If you can make five percent, you are a shrewd you shrewd cookie. I see some stuff on Twitter and see some. We made a lot more last year, but a ton more. Than yeah, that. but we we did well on the we did well on the well, we well great on the, year. the futures, didn't we? I mean, but really, yeah. honestly, the futures you can either have a great year on the futures or a poor year on the futures. But I think five percent is the benchmark. That to me is the benchmark. So if, if we're we're up to four after some sort of rocky roads, sort of Wimbledon after that, and if we can get up to five percent, that to me is like thumbs up so no pressure mr calvert no pressure at all to get that oh, well, i'll try no, no pressure still. anyway we're going to go on uh tomorrow we've got five matches to talk about over in shanghai uh the first match we're going to talk about is is quite an interesting one again i, I always open this gambit of quite an interesting one but uh before we go on to that match it's nishiokai against casper rude so these two sort of their fitness levels must be at very different levels as we come into this. But before we go into it, like, you know, the conditions again, still what you, what we predicted the bizarre, we spoke a couple of days ago, still how you see it, you know, what your stats telling us about the court speed, anything we need to learn from that. It looks pretty quick. I, I don't think it's quite as quick as previous Shanghai as a players. Again, have had different opinions on this. Murray said it was slow and then got hit off the court in a night match by Safilin. I don't know if he's changed his opinion on that after that match. And Fritz said it was quick, but the balls were slow. Um, the the bare stats after that I've got after the first 16 main draw matches tell me that it's 80% holds and 72.4% first serve points won. That's down on the average of previous years, which is 82% and 73.3. But it, it still looks, it's still pretty quick. It's, it's, it's a decent pace, hardcore. I think some of the courts are playing differently as well, which makes the data are a bit skewed. There's a lot of courts here, a lot of matches on outside courts. So the matches I've seen, they look they look slightly differently paced. But I think the bottom line is it's it's a court that does favour first strike tennis. Big serve, big forehand, that'll do it for you. You can hit winners on it. A lot of these courts on the tour this year, you, it's, it's hard to hit winners. Um, but you can do it here. So... You've said yeah. sorry, sure, sure. No, just, cool. You said before, though, haven't you? In your strategy this year, you like these kind of courts. You like quick conditions mm-hmm. because you yeah. can read it. There's, there's, there's more potential upsets. So these, these, these are the conditions you like. So you know what we're seeing here is your kind of surface and your kind of read of a tournament. Yeah, if you've got conditions that are either a lot slower or a lot quicker than average, then that gives you that again. That gives you an edge. If all these courts are going to be playing sort of medium, slow, slow, it, it makes it easier for the layers, I think. Um, and it makes it, you know, it's it gives us an edge. It gives us a, something to work with, which we don't have every single tournament. Yeah, so um, the first match, though, is quite a tricky one to call. Uh, this one is, now all these matches are available on the Bet Rivers website. They start in the early hours of Friday morning. We are recording this on Thursday afternoon, which is Thursday morning stateside. So you have a few hours to head to the Bet Rivers website and get on these. And Sean is in, in tremendous form at the moment. So I would advise to head across very quickly because the, the market does move in Sean's favour, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. Casper Ruud is up against uh, Nishioka. Uh, Nishiokai has actually did well for us, and he's played a lot of tennis in recent weeks. He's plus 185 to win this match. Kasper Ruud is minus 235. The handicap here is three and a half. Nishiokai is plus three and a half and minus 134. The total is 22 and a half. They've met twice before. They met in Seoul in Asia when Nishioka won in uh, three sets, two sets to one in the fairly quick conditions. And they met in Madrid at altitude where Ruud won unsurprisingly on clay uh six one six two 
So I look at this match here, Sean, and I, I, I think you, you've got to be very brave to, uh, to, to have an opinion here. Hopefully, you, you've got a stronger opinion than me. But I think Casper Ruud has played, hasn't played much tennis. He's coming in quite cold. He's played the Labour Cup after the US Open. He did well there. Uh, he's come through here uh, in Beijing. Got through, got through the quarterfinal, and he got beat by Alcaraz. This is his first match. Um, we've seen we've seen him on Twitter, seen him on social media. His sort of love of tennis and his, his close season has seemed to have diminished slightly. And this Yokai has come through a very, very long couple of weeks. He's won in Zhuhai. He's got to the last sixteen in Beijing, where he got beat by Yannick Sinner. Um, interested to see what you think about this match because I think this is a very, very tricky opener. I'm taking Nishioka here. Um, I, I don't think Rude is is doing much. He, yeah, you're right. He got to the quarterfinals of Beijing, but he was very, very fortunate. He should have lost to Echeverry. Echeverry made a mess of that. Echeverry should have beaten him in that match. Um, these, you know, the conditions in Asia, they're, they're perfect for Nishioka. All right, he's played a lot of tennis, but he's got this week and next week in, in Tokyo and then he's, he can put his feet up after that because it's, it's the indoor swing. He's not going to do much there. This is his. This is his like summer, if you like. It, it's not the summer, but you know what I mean. This is this is his time of the year where he puts in an absolutely hundred and ten percent effort, where others are putting in maybe you know eighty, ninety percent. So there's an edge here for Nishioka. Um, as you said, he beat Rude as a a three point nine four plus two ninety four chance in similar conditions, very similar conditions in Seoul a year ago. It was quick there. Um, Nishoka can test out that backhand of Rude on a court like this. The fact that it's a day match as well, I think that will really help Nishioka. Rude tends to get a lot of night matches. Like last week, he got he got lucky. We we picked Struff, didn't we, to take the first set over um, Rude, and we spoke about that about three days before they actually played. They ended up playing right at the last last part of the day, three days later. So we got unlucky with the schedule here. He gets a lot of night matches. This is a day match. I think it will obviously be quicker, so um, easier for Nishioka there. Lots of left-handers have beaten Rude on hard courts. I can name them. Humbert, Shelton, Vesely, Nishioka himself, Manorino, Pella. They've all beaten Rude on hard courts, all left-handers. His actual record is 8-9 win-loss versus left-handers at main level on all hard courts. And if we look at his all-time record away from clay, so every other surface other than clay at main level against left-handers, He's only got a 37% win rate and a service points one, return points one total of 98. Compare that with his record against all opponents. Um, he's 52% win rate and 101 total. So he's some way down against left-handers uh, on the quicker surfaces than he is against a right-hander. So there's a lot to like about Nishioki. He's obviously already played one match here to adapt to the quick conditions. Yeah, it was a tough match, but he's had a day off after that because this is almost like a grand slam now isn't it these masters what 1000s they're over a much longer period you do get a day's rest in between um more than happy to take nishioka i took him at two to one i think he's uh plus 185 now a bit rivers he was earlier yep currently 185 casper rude is minus 235 uh the motivation is definitely for the home player Nishioka is obviously the Asian player that all the, the fans will be out to support him he's in great form as well plus 185 my only worry about that Sean is like as I mentioned there he's played a lot of tennis recently and Kasparu comes in a little bit more fresher so um but motivation is is a huge part of any sport and uh, you would think that Nishioka is much more motivated than Kasper Rude here the next match we're going to talk about is a repeat of the final in Chengdu it's uh, Alexander Zverev against Roman Safalin. Safalin beat uh, Andy Murray 
uh, in round one here to get this far. He's in great form here. Alexander Zverev, talk about players who must be exhausted. Alexander Zverev must be absolutely dead on his feet. The amount of tennis he's been playing recently. He's minus 265. Roman Safin is plus 205. Uh, I'm going to come on to some props after you give us your analysis on this match. Yeah, I like Safin here. Uh, he was within a couple of points of beating Zverev in straight sets in the Chengdu final a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's even quicker here than, than it was in Chengdu. Uh, and, and quite tellingly, Zverev said after the match, he, he hadn't got a clue what to do during the first two sets of that match. He was being completely outplayed by Safflin. Safflin just, I think he just blinked a little bit. He was about to win a title, a main level title against Zverev, and he was a couple of points away. And he just, he sort of backed off a bit, which is not in Safflin's nature. He normally goes with too much, uh, if anything, but he, he kind of, he choked it a little bit. Not not a complete choke, but he he he, he could have done better, I think, there. This time, as you said, Zverev's come in here, a lot of tennis in his legs. Um, and Safalan will have, have the advantage of having played one match in exactly the same condition because he played Andy Murray, as you said, but that was it was a night match. This is an, another night match. So Safalan's already played in these exact conditions and he had no problem with the speed of the court. He was excellent against Andy Murray. He was a, a very, very comfortable winner. Murray just couldn't cope with that kind of play, the aggressive play of Safran. It will get his rewards. He's the type of player that should go well in these conditions. Now, if we look at the stats of these pair it, over the last 10 main level matches, Zverev has been winning a lot of matches. He won the title in Chengdu, as we said, got to, what, semis in Beijing? Mm -hmm. But his stats aren't better than, than Safran's in the last 10 matches. Both got the same service points, won and return points, won a total of 105. Safran, slight edge on the service hold and break totals by 110 to 109 so you know you're looking at the stats they're very similar slight edge to Safflin. Safflin could have beaten him in straight sets a couple of weeks ago if he plays his best stuff Safflin in these conditions he's going to be very very difficult for for Zverev to to overcome a, a tired Zverev as well so I took Safflin earlier on at um 3.2 I think he's around about 3.05 now with Bet Rivers yeah, he's two, two, plus 205. 29 different markets available to bet with Safflin. The spread is three and a half. Safflin receiving three and a half is a heavy favorite, minus 141. You might want to use the, the little toggle on the Bet Rivers website, move it down to two and a half to probably get some plus money for Safflin here. The total is 22 and a half with uh, over minus 125 and under minus 103. But Safflin here came very, very close to beat Zverev in Zhengdu. Zverev is tired. Safflin's playing some of the best tennis of his career. In the last few weeks, and at plus 205, Sean thinks he is a bet here to get the better of Alexander Zverev. Uh, moving on to the next main, uh, some next match, sorry. Felix Auger Aliassime is in some dreadful form. We we took a chance on him, didn't we, a couple of weeks back at 40 to 1, and he didn't do anything for us. Minus 167, though, favorite against Marton Fuksovic. Uh, if you look at the head to head between the two of them, it's 2 1 to. Felix Auger-Aliassime. Uh, Fuksovic has got a 16-10 record on hard this year. Felix Auger-Aliassime is 11-11, which is very poor from his standard from last year. The last time they did meet was in Cincinnati, and uh, Felix won 7-6-6-3. But that was a very different Felix that took the court in that match to one that's going to take the court tomorrow in Shanghai. Um, Felix Auger-Aliassime, we went, we went there, didn't we? We went there. We got our fingers burnt. Are we going to go mm -hmm. back, or is he in the... Sebastian Corder camp. He's in the this price is no good camp. Uh, yeah. It's it's not a great you won't, price. You won't have, you won't say the, the Sebastian Corder camp because you you want you don't want to 
someone to come out in five years' time and, and edit this and say, that you don't want to say, I'm done with him. You, you don't want to you, do that. You, you're a bit quick to throw him away. That's, that's, I'm not, I'm not talking Corder away, but I am just briefly going back to Corder. If we must, his, his mental strength looks nowhere near where it needs to be. If, but that's, that can be improved. You know, he's still a relatively young player. You know, that, that, that's something that he definitely needs to work on. And if he does work on it, you know, watch out. But at the minute, yeah. Oh, I'm, me and him are done. We're okay. finished. We're finished. Anyway, Felix, uh, tell me why. <laughs> minus what I was talking about now. Minus Felix, yes. Um, yeah, Fuxovic looks value at this price. He, you know, he, he tends to play his best tennis in quicker conditions. A lot of people will probably remember, I certainly will, because I was there, that he made the semifinals of Stuttgart as a qualifier in the summer. He won five matches there, lost a tight one to TFO in the semis. Uh, and he won't get any quicker conditions on the tour than that. So he should go well in these conditions, Fuxovic. If we look at the stats of of uh, 2023 at main level on all surfaces. Felix has only got a 48% win rate and the service points, one return points, one total of 100. Fuksovic, 55% win rate and a 101 total. So he's better in that regard. Um, Again, away from clay, if we just take clay out of the equation, so all the other surfaces. Felix, again, nowhere near on the win rate, 52% compared to 61% for Fuksovic. And the service points, one and return points, one tells are, are, are the identical at 101. So stats-wise, this season, there's nothing to suggest that Felix should be favourite for this or, or certainly not as short as he is. So I took a look at how Felix has performed as a favourite when he's been priced up in the bracket between 1.5 and 1.69. That's roughly minus 200 to minus 145 at main level. He's lost six of his last eight main level matches in that price range, and he's lost all three that he's played this season. And his, in his career as a whole, even when he was playing better, he's still a guy that would have lost you money if you were betting him in this price range. He's 9-9 nine and nine win-loss on outdoor hard in that price range. So he's he's never done you any favours as a as a, a favourite of this these, of these odds. Fuksovic, on the other hand, I took a look at what he does in this price range as an underdog. That's the 2.3 to 2.5 range, plus 130 to plus 150. Now, he would have made you a slight profit. He's won six and lost eight of those uh, 14 matches that he's played three and three on outdoor hard. So he would have made you a profit if you were betting him in this price range. Felix certainly wouldn't. So all told, I think it's a, it's a, it's a not a great price on Felix. I mean, Fuksovic isn't always the most reliable, but I do like him in these sort of conditions. So plus 135 about Fuksovic, that's, that's another bet. What I try to do sometimes is try to put my, it's quite a difficult thing to say, but I try to put my, mind into the mind of, of a tennis player yes now feel uh, how would i feel in this position and i think I, you know people who know me will disagree with what i'm going to say here but i think i'm like a, a normal kind of guy i think i'm quite average but i no, no problem but if i was felix or seaman had in the worst six months of my tennis career i just want the season to be over I don't want yes. to. Uh, I don't want to win matches and win tournaments and go deep in a tournament i just want it to be done get to the off-season, and I'll try to I'll work on my game to come back to the Australian Open pretty tight. So there's a, there's this sort of tendency that people think to self, like I say, they, get, they want to win something to, to improve and get better, or there's, you're going to jack it in. Well, there is motivation. He's going to lose a ton of ranking points if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't start playing soon. So I'm not sure he can afford to jack it in this season um, because he's, you know, he won, what, Three or four tournaments. Great point. I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's, yeah, he was brilliant at the end of last year, wasn't he? So yes. he's got a lot yes. of ranking points due to come off. 
Yes. That's the problem. Ordinarily, yes, I would agree with you, but I think in this instance, yeah. if he does that, he's going to start the season at about number you know, 53 or something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's a big problem there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he, I, f- I forgot he, he ended so well, didn't he? He won three, did he win three tournaments in four back to back? And he got to he, the, he, he we went backed to Paris, didn't he? he? lost in, didn't we? We backed him in yeah. Astana, lost in the first round to Bautista Gut, and then he won the next three. Yeah. And then made a, a final or semi final in the other one. But for me, so that's I'd, a lot of ranking points. Yeah. For me, I'll be thinking myself, you know, I want to, I want to get home, get, get, get back, just get back. That's, that's why you're not in the top 20. I know. World of tennis. Oh well, top thirty. But anyway, top twenty. And anyway, uh, next match, we're going to talk about Ben Shelton against Zhao Muna. Uh, ben he Shelton is in the top it. twenty. Shelton now. In, he, he is in the top twenty as well. Head to the Betrivers website on that Felix Auger's Aliassime match. That match starts at what time is that match start? Let's find it. It's one fifty a.m. The Roman Safarian Alexander Zverev is a late match. It's, it's yeah, an evening match. It's seven forty Eastern time. One fifty a.m. Uh, Felix against Martin Fusevich, and there's a whole host of markets available on the Bet Rivers. And you can live stream if you have place a wager. You can watch the match from your comfort of your own home on your tablet or your mobile phone. Uh, ben Shelton, who is in the top twenty, as you say, is minus three thirty-five against Xiao Munar. Um, I looked at this match when you sent it through, actually. I, I, I sort of cast my eye over it, and I thought, Sean Light's an underdog. I, I, he cannot possibly make a cake for Xiao Munar here. Uh, Xiao Munar has won one match uh, from seven on a hard court. Uh, ben Shelton is a player on the up. He's a public play, probably minus 335, may not be value. But uh, given his record here, he got to the quarter fi- semi-final sorry, against Djokovic in the US Open. He's had a... Great run through there. Confidence must be sky high. And he went to the Labour Cup and he beat Artur Fields in straight sets there as well. Um, minus 335 here is the price. The handicap is minus three and a half, minus 127 for Shelton. Munar is uh, even money and the total is 22 and a half. Now, now, Sean, when I saw this bet, I thought you've got to be taking Shelton minus three and a half. Quick conditions, um, confidence, bit of swagger. Am I right? Am I wrong? Well, I'm not taking Shelton on the handicap, no. We're um, making a case for Moon or he's only won I, one I'm match and half. Yeah, I know, but there's 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 reasons for this. I mean, okay, I I just okay. wonder what we're gonna see from Shelton. Now he's in the top twenty, US Open semi-finalist. Went to the Labour Cup. That's all a bit of a jolly. Yeah, that great. You're playing with your mates, having a bit of a laugh. All very well and good. Um, never played in China in his career so far, never even played in Asia. So this is this is all gonna be very much new territory for Shelton. He might he might handle this very, very easily, but now he's expected to roll over the likes of Munar. And and you would, as you say, you would expect him to win in these conditions. But Munar is an absolute pest. If you look at his 11 career matches that he's played against top 20 opponents on hard courts, he's either won a set or played a tiebreak in nine of those 11 matches. And he actually won the last one, beat Rude, beat Casper Rude in straight sets in quick conditions in Tokyo last year. He's not going to roll over here, Munar. Um, for five of those 10 matches... I said 11 early, but one was played in a different scoring system because it was the next-gen thing where they have a different set of rules. So five of the 10 matches that he's played against top 20 opponents on hard courts that feature the tiebreak. He's 5-5 five and five win-loss against left-handers on hard courts. Um, played one match in these conditions already. Yes, I would expect Shelton to win the match, but I like the odds of um, uh, tiebreak played here. 2.32 plus 132 you're getting about Shelton playing a tiebreak. With I like that week. bit. I like that that's, bit. That's... It was a long wind away saying that's the bet for this one, yeah. I do like that bet, Sean, but he's he'll win easy. 
Chelsea. Yeah. Moon, but the first set tiebreaker and then he'll win the second set easy. Possibly, but I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at it from the, the way that people are just making an automatic assumption that, that Shelton's going to win. I mean, he, was, he did nothing between the Australian Open and the US Open. Absolutely nothing at all. Now, we'll see. You know, he's top 20, pressure on. He might handle it great. He might not. We've seen loads of players not handle this, this sort of situation at all. And I've seen countless occasions where Moonor has just been an absolute pest to get off the court. Yeah, he'll probably lose, Moonor. I'm sure he probably will, but he ain't going to lose easy, I don't think. I like your play. I like I like the play. I think it's a great play. But I think I think Shelton's got something about him. You know, I, I think he's a kid who's going to be, he'll love the potential. I think he'll love the, 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 the hype. And I, love, I think Maybe. he'll love all the media. He just seems that kid. You know, his father's like obviously a, a tennis player who's, who's been in and around the, the the game for many years. I, I think he'd be okay. But like, we'll I, would, would I bet him at minus 335? No. Would I bet him minus three and a half? No. But when when I saw the match there, I thought, well, is Sean going to make a case for Moon? Oh, I, I do like got... to keep you guessing. I don't like to just make it obvious. Oh, I know. I know. And this one's got me guessing. That's just a lean anyway. That's just a lean. I can't, I, I, it would terrify me, but I think that's, if you are betting that, I think that's value. The next match has got me guessing, actually, because I... I have a bit of an opinion on this one, and uh, I don't usually have an opinion. I, 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 but but I am um, I'm interested don't to see you? what you say. No, not really. <laughs> not, not 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 on this show. I have opinions oh, in right, life, okay. and I have opinions of uh, various different things. But I don't really. I leave it all to you. But this match inter- interests me. Is Yannick Hanferman against Christopher Eubanks, and this starts at twelve thirty a.m. So it's an early start. So it's going to be really really quick. Uh, Christopher Eubanks, look, really, really quick, but it's going to be quicker conditions. Christopher Eubanks is obviously suited by these conditions, but he's had a real long year. He's broken out in, in, on his form at Wimbledon. He's suddenly become a, a media uh, star as well as a tennis star as well, and he's got a huge following as well. And he's up against Yannick Hanferman, who's much suited, more suited by the slow courts. Uh, Christopher Eubanks is minus 104. Hanferman is minus 120. The spread is one and a half. And the total here is very high. It's 23 and a half, which is the highest total of all the matches tomorrow. They haven't met once before, and that was on clay, but way back in 2018 in qualification, where Hanferman won 7-6-7-5, which you would expect. And the fact that Eubanks actually went 7-6-7-5 in, 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 on the clay it gives me more of a positive for Eubanks here. I like Eubanks here at minus 104. I really do. Uh, it's whether he wants to, to to give it in and after a long year, really give it the challenge and really go for it after a long season. But um, what do you think here, Sean? You would have thought conditions would suit Eubanks. Um, I'm, my lean here is is a tiebreak. I, I thought it was going to be shorter than it is. It was 1.98, just a shade of minus money with Bet Rivers earlier on. If you look at, I looked at another match, Kokinakis against um, her cash, which is 1.46 on tiebreak being played, which is very, very short. I mean, there are reasons for that. They've played pretty much every set they've played has been a tiebreak. But this one looks looks tiebreaky to me. I mean, as you said, that they went 7-6-7-5 on clay at, at the French Open, the only time they've played before. Eubank's not had much luck at all since making the Wimbledon quarterfinals. He, he's had a, the sort of dip that, I just alluded to that about Ben Shelton may have um, after, after making a, the Wimbledon quarterfinals. Eubanks was sick at the US Open, wasn't he? he had um, some mm. sort of illness. Then he went as an alternate to the Labour Cup. So he's not really played much at all in the last sort of couple of months, really. Um, looking at the stats, Eubanks has definitely had a problem breaking serve at main level. He's only broken serve 12% of the time away from clay this season at main level. It's nowhere near enough and it explains why he's played a lot of tie breaks as does the fact that he's only won 31 percent 
of return points away from Clay's return game isn't up to it. We know Hanfman's a strong server. Eubanks isn't match sharp, so his his ground game might be a bit scruffy. Um, as far as the match odds are concerned, I can see why it's priced as it is. This season, 2023 stats away from Clay, main level. Hanfman, not a very good win rate, 39% win rate, but his service points won and return points won total is a, a touch better than Eubanks, 100 to 99. Eubanks got a much better win rate, though, 58%. Much better win rate. So that's something in favour of, of Eubanks. But I, I feel like tie breaks are highly likely here. So if if you are betting in this match, my advice would be would be over half a tie break. It's a, a squeak of um a squeak of odds on with Bet Rivers. I watched the match today between Hanferman and Duckworth, and I actually bet Duckworth at plus had a tie one, break as well, didn't you? Plus one fifty. And uh, it was a long tie break. It was a real long tie break, and Duckworth should have put it put it to bed, and then he got broken straight away in the third set. But I wasn't impressed with Hanferman. Uh, I wasn't impressed with him at all. I think Duckworth, if he fancied it a little bit more and he, he took the big points, he would have beaten him. So um, I, 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 if, and I, I didn't realise that, that uh, Eubanks hadn't played since the, the US Open. So that's uh, that's a bit of a concern for me. But if he does come back with some kind of form, then I think he'll be, be far too strong. But it's definitely an in-play bet for me. But obviously the, the tie like there are a great bet. Yeah, yeah he, should, he should really be looking forward to this because Miami was a breakout for him as well, wasn't it, in quick conditions? And he also won on the grass, obviously. So, you know, he's a player, a bit like Barrera we mentioned the other day. He should be looking forward to this. He should be putting it 100% effort in because this is a tournament he could could go well at on his best form. It could go well. Hopefully going well is our pick, uh, Herbert Herkash. He's in action as well against uh, Kokonakis, which is at 3.10 a.m. Head to the Bet Rivers website there. Herkash is minus $2 to win that. Total games in that match is 25 and a half, which is staggeringly high. I've got some oh. stats on that if you want me to go through them. Yeah, go through it. Go, go through it. Um, Head-to-head, six of the eight sets those two have contested have been tie-breaks. Kokinakis has held serve 98% of the time against her cash, but he saved a massive and, and frankly ridiculous 95% of the break points that her cash has, has created. Her cash has taken one of 19 break point chances in, in the head-to-head against Kokinakis. Some of that's Kokinakis serving my way. Some of that's her cash just making a mess of it. Um, her cash has held serve 92% of the time. So you can see why the totals are so big, but on on the other side of the coin, it, you know, Herkash has created an awful lot of breakpoint chances, just not been able to take any apart from one single solitary one. The service points won and return points won total very much in favour of Herkash, 104 to 96. So Herkash has been the better player, but he's been terrible at taking his chances. So on the on the bare stats, you can see why it's such a high line for the total games. But Herkash, if he if he sharpens up his his return game, he should he should be able to win that. That's our pick. So her cash, we want him to win, not with no official play, uh, just a pick uh, for the tournament, to win the tournament, not anything on that match, but the total game's very interesting there, 25 and a half. So you might want to go over at minus 107, give the stats, and under is minus 120. Uh, there are four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. We've got some so many followers in the last few weeks on there. Brilliant content on the soccer. The Cricket World Cup is in action. The guys are giving some great content there. Cricket might be unusual for you in America, but I'll tell you, it's a great sport. And, so, and if, you, if you want the best handicappers, we've got the best two handicappers there are available in the world on the cricket's coverage there. It doesn't matter where you bet. As long as you bet a winner, it doesn't matter what sport it is, is it, Sean? No. Uh, and, and also, obviously, the tennis as well, myself and Sean, as we count down to the end of the 2023 tennis season. And you can subscribe to us at Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube. Also, subscribe to our 
socials, which are at Because We Win on Instagram and Twitter. So, Sean, before we go, just give us a recap. Your official picks for tomorrow, the early hours of Friday, from 12.30 a.m. Friday morning all the way through to 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, tennis all the way through, live streamed on Bet Rivers' website. What are your picks? Yeah, I'm taking three underdogs here. Nishioka, 2.85 to beat Casper Rood. Um, Safrilin, three similar price, 3.05, slightly bigger actually, to beat Zverev. And Fuksovic, uh, 2.35 plus 135 at Bet Rivers to beat uh, Felix Auger Aliassime. So there you go. Three dogs and uh, man's in form. Two winners from the last podcast. A couple of uh, a nice 16 to 1 winner on the outright last week and a 20 to 1 place the week before. So the Asian swing has definitely been delivering for us. Uh, take care, Sean. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Looking ahead to the next round of matches on Saturday morning. Uh, enjoy your night. I know your, your little lad's not too well, so hopefully uh, he gets a little he's bit not, better. No. So, got, a, uh, got a little bit, little bit sicky today. He's, uh, he's off school, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go and uh, see how he is in a minute. All right, mate. Take care. Uh, good luck with your bets, and we'll see you all again tomorrow.